Welcome to the show, everybody. Third eye hitter. Welcome to the show. It is me, your host, Third Eye Hitter, and uh, today is Sunday, the 6th of February, 2022. And uh, what are we going to talk about today? Usually Sunday is about spirituality, so yeah, maybe we'll talk about that. I like to think about Sunday and in a unique way sometimes. I'm not a Seventh-day Adventist, but I do identify with believing in Saturdays being the seventh day and the true day of the sun. And Sunday is actually the first day of the week. So think about that, right? You've thought your whole life Monday is the day that starts your week, right? Wrong. Sunday is the first day of the week. It's hard to understand that, but it's absolutely true. And Saturday's the seventh day of the week. Um, and that's why we have Seventh-day Adventists. Well, I think that's how you say that. Uh, anyways, so that's we're starting off strong, spiritually speaking. Um, how about they're still trying to cancel Joe Rogan? Um, what do I think about that? Man, spiritually, it sucks. The spirituality in that is terrible. Let's talk about uh, we talked about it yesterday, but we're going to, the fact that it's still going on, um, the canceling, I mean, maybe we could talk about it a little bit. We'll talk about the spiritual, spirituality of it, um, of the whole thing. So to start off, what Joe Rogan did spiritually was in poor taste, but each time he uh, engaged in behavior that was in poor taste, it was an isolated event in context, so it's kind of hard to like really look at all these things, but when they're all together, it's like reading a, a bad book, a scary book maybe, I don't know, it's just one bad thing after another. Um, so, and then his response spiritually, I thought it was honest, it was full, it was loving, it was a good response, um, and seeing... The people support him. Really, though, uh, and the comedians all got to be honest, Joe Rogan changed comedy entirely. Let's talk about how he changed comedy from my perspective, which I know nothing. But here, here's how I think Joe Rogan changed comedy. Joe Rogan took Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, what's that guy's name? Jay Leno, Johnny Carson. He took that job and evolved it to a place where uh, before comedians were given, what was it, like five minutes on late night TV maybe? And you as an audience watching TV might have saw two minutes of it. You might not have seen all of it. Um, and boy, when did that come on? Maybe like at 10 o'clock. So if you weren't watching day, nighttime TV at that time, you would never see that comedian. It's kind of lost forever. And what Joe Rogan did was if you find out about a comedian, now you can probably go through go through most of Joe Rogan's catalog and, you know, listen to that comedian. Maybe it's Ari Shafir, which I love. Uh, uh, maybe it's Ron White. Maybe it's, uh, who else does he have? Burt Kreischer, maybe for you. 
either way, uh, Joe Rogan's done a great job of just elevating comedy and comedians to a place that uh, they've never been, which is a place where you're the lead comedian is the most popular kid in school. And that's kind of funny. If you think about it, uh, if America is a high school class, Joe Rogan's the coolest fucking dude in school. And I get it. When you're the coolest dude in school, not everybody likes you. Everybody's mad at your success. Joe Rogan comes to school in a nice car. He's got a good-looking girlfriend, right? He's, what else has Joe Rogan got? He plays on the sports teams. And not only when he's done playing on the team, he goes over to the other side of the bench of the opposing team, and he shakes hands with all them, too. Like, he's cool with everybody in the whole community. Joe Rogan is an all-star. And uh, that's pretty cool for him. You know, I think it's fascinating that uh, macro, micro, as above, so below. So Joe Rogan's just like replicating what, what's happening all across America in little microcosms of their high schools. And Joe Rogan is a complete badass. And I stand with Joe Rogan, always will. Free speech, you know what I mean? Don't like what he said. And it goes with everything. I don't like a lot of things Joe Rogan says. It wouldn't be the first time I said, oh, I... This is, honest to God, I never thought Joe Rogan was funny. I listened to his podcast for a while, almost 10 years now, maybe, around that. And uh, when I first started listening to him, I'm like, this guy's also a comedian. Uh, let me listen to his specials, or watch them, at least. And I watched them, and I didn't finish them. I thought they were, you know... And here's the thing about comedy, if you're going to judge someone's communicabilities, to judge like a special is very difficult. Even a special, right? You could watch the same jokes live and on TV, and the live experience will always be funnier, uh, will always be better, and will always feel more authentic. If you're watching a special on TV, I mean, you kind of lose a little bit of uh, the art form. And sometimes the quality of the art isn't as good. So my point is, when I first listened to Joe Rogan, I liked him for, this is my Joe Rogan podcast again. I'm like, what am I doing, dude? I just keep talking about the same shit. Oh my God. But that's like the most popular thing right now, Joe Rogan. But let me trans transition and just finish what I'm saying. Uh, or not. Fuck it. Maybe I'll just talk about something else. The spirituality of, hmm, well, how about this, this, oh man, it's like, you can't talk about the same things too much, right? Let's talk about the spirituality of, uh, giving poor people money, homeless people. I don't know, like, is homeless like a, even a, what's the politically correct term? Homeless seems a bit it seems like outdated already. There's got to be a newer word. Uh, so should you give homeless people money? I think you should do whatever the hell you want. Uh, don't listen to me. But do I give homeless people money? Yeah, occasionally when the situation presents itself and I get a little feeling inside. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to give this person some change. And so that's how that's my approach. Uh on home like i'd never go out of my way to look like a good person to do it mm -mm, no way i don't like that that's called fake karma 
it has to be like come up well up inside of me like <clears throat> you got to look in the person's eyes and know you know maybe they really need help but obviously they need help i'm just glad i don't live in california oregon seattle where they just ignore the homeless problem i mean i guess it's being ignored everywhere right i mean has it ever really been addressed i don't know which is probably really sad and i think it's spiritually corrupt and bankrupt of our country and people don't get that like uh that's one thing i've always disagreed with the left on is there'll be some of the first people to say uh we gotta have all these immigrants in our country sure um i bring as many as you want but can we fix all these homeless people first like can, in my 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 idea is like uh it's a kid and they want more toys right and then they go to the toy store and they say hey mom can i have more toys and the mom says, you got to clean your fucking room first and put all your other toys away, you little brat. Something like that. You know what I mean? Where the reality is, like, you want more people in this country. And that's fine. for So they can have a better life. What about the people who are already in this country who are still trying to have a better life? Can we help them first? And can we help both people at the same time? Absolutely. I'm sure there's a way. I mean, we spend trillions of dollars at war. I know our country can divert those funds. I mean, the fact that we even have soldiers in Ukraine or Europe right now is mind-boggling, right? Uh, how much does that fuel cost? How much does paying those soldiers cost? The logistics, all the weapons. How many homes could we build for homeless people? And say, like, let's hire a couple social workers, maybe. Let's, uh, I sound liberal as fuck. And on some issues, I've, I am. I think it's ridiculous. Our country is so gun-ho i think it's ridiculous most people uh like the fact that biden got away with sending troops to europe and nobody on the left is like saying anything it's like he the first oh my god the first president i feel like we're back with barack and people are like we're back to normal yeah we're back to where you don't say a fucking goddamn thing about the president you piece of shit I wish Orange Man was bad, was back. You know what I mean? Because then you'd have a fucking something to say about his policy. Then you'd have an opinion, right? Oh, my God. The the dropping of IQ for everybody who voted for Biden off the map. It's like they voted for him and then took their brain and jumped off a cliff. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck were they thinking after the fact and after the point where... Now you're watching his policies. Now you're looking at the government. And it fucking stinks, dude. What do I mean by it stinks? What's so shitty about the government? Well, here's what's shitty. If you live in Oregon, and I've lived there, right? I've lived in a few states. California, Nevada, Utah. So, and most recently in Oregon. And... You're not fucking free there, bud. Okay? You got to wear a mask. <laughs> you get told what to do, right? By someone who's a wage slave. You walk into a store, right? You know that person getting paid $7 an hour says to you? Hey, sir, you need to put on a mask. Hey, oh, hey, sir, can you, hey, can you, hey, sir, can you put on a mask, please? 
Meanwhile, in Free State, Utah, I walk into whatever store I want, go to whatever business I want, put on a mask or don't. My fucking choice. Guess what also? Nobody says a damn thing here. We all respect each other's choices in Utah. And I hear like, uh, nobody respects your freedom in other states. So if you think I'm wrong about that, uh, comment below and say, no, 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 no. Oregon's super free. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't, you don't get told what to do. How about this? Not Oregon. What about New York? You're not free there, right? You live in a slave state. I live in a free state. Uh, if you live in New York and you want to go, let's say this. You want to go to a comedy show? Hey, can I Hey, can I see your pharmaceutical card that proves you're uh, loyal to the corporation and the belief system? Hey, do you have that card real quick that proves you are uh, a soldier to pharma and you'll do everything they say? Hey, do you have that card that makes you feel uh, secure in your health? Hey, before you come in here, I'm going to need to see some papers. But it's just a comedy show some papers so i know you're not sick okay so i just need to show you like a paper to prove i'm healthy yeah what if i have other contagious diseases doesn't matter we're only after covid think about that one right we're so worried about contagious diseases you can have aids nobody's making like i'm not worried about it but thinking about that like you could have aids and Walk wherever you want. And people are like, oh, well, you can't catch AIDS. Yeah, you can. People catch it. <laughs> people catch it. Do they, though? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, like, I'd really like to be educated in the topic of uh, AIDS and who handled that pandemic. Was it Fauci? I thought Fauci, there was a video of him saying, like, you could catch AIDS in a room with other people. I thought AIDS was super dangerous. Either way, probably spreading super misinformation. I'm a super spreader of misinformation. Uh, but I do live in a free state. I think that fucking kicks ass. And uh, I will always live in a free state or a free country. You know what I mean? If sh shit fell apart here where every state turned into a slave state, you got to move. Right? You got to move somewhere. I'll probably move to Japan. On God, baby. I learned Japanese so fucking quick. Love Japan. I think they, they're, uh, they're very uh, free over there right now. I'd probably go to Sweden as well. Wherever they don't have fucking passports, papers. And wherever people don't tell you to fucking wear a mask and tell you what to do. I hate when someone, when someone, and I don't want to say beneath you, right? Because nobody's beneath you. We're all humans. But somebody lower on the societal totem pole. How about this one? A kid in high school. Working at a, a store in the mall selling shoes there. Easily doing a job they should be. Easily still working to be something in their life. Telling this guy, I'm an adult, 30 years old, telling me how to live my life. How to handle my health by saying, put on a mask. Never happened yet though. <clears throat> and if here's the truth. When I do go to other states, <clears throat> excuse me. And they ask me to put on a mask in the store. I listen, right? Because fuck it. I'll pretend 
that it helps all pretend uh, that it makes a difference when it fucking doesn't, man. Oh, man, I'm doing again. Cardinal sin. What am I doing? Ranting about Joe Rogan and the fucking pandemic. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. What else am I going to talk about? Hmm. Ooh, yikes. Come on, kid. Oh, man. What am I going to talk about, dude? We're 10 minutes in this fucking thing. Uh, spirituality, obviously, you know, today's Sunday, tomorrow's Monday, it's February, there's a lot, what do I think about February as a month, spiritually speaking, it kind of, February, if you look at the propaganda, it's the heart month, I think it's the heartbreak month, right, or the heart rebound month, Uh, some people might not know this, but I'm not going to say I'm well-versed in divorce, but I've heard a few things. I've had a few friends, family members experience the divorce process, so never experienced it personally myself. Heard a few things about it. And one of the things I heard is uh, right after Christmas, there's a lot of divorces, right? So I think it's a natural pattern people break up after Christmas, right? And... uh Cause they don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, right? They've made the decision. They got the bullet loaded, not literally, but figuratively on their relationship. And they pull the trigger and they say, yo, I'm we're gone. And they leave. And then I find it so fascinating. This is just kind of a observation I'm talking about the month and following January, you got February and it's all about love, baby. Why is that? It's because right after people break up, they get, they get these little rebounds. And this is so observationally true that uh, a whole cottage industry was started around it called Valentine's Day. And I think that is fucking crazy that uh, people know there's a natural re- relationship cycle that occurs in February and January and December and everything leading up to it. Uh, but the outcome of those months is uh, new flings, new emotions, the start of a new year, right? And you kind of, uh, you have a little Valentine, a little crush, right? Uh, in February. So uh, how long has that been true for? I mean, I wonder what it was like when people weren't, I mean, culturally as allowed to disintegrate their marriages. It used to be more rigid and difficult uh, for many reasons. Not only judicially, but culturally, right? It was difficult to get divorces. But still, nonetheless, you could look at the people who don't get divorces. I assume the pattern holds true for people who are just in typical regular relationships where a divorce isn't needed. And uh, they break up right after Christmas. Bada bing, bada boom, new relationship in February. It's pretty easy to see. Uh, Or by March, you know. And spring, you know what happens in spring, right? They find out they uh, are going to have a child usually, right? Spring brings a baby. So I think there's some, I don't know, man. What the fuck am I even talking about? I'm talking about months and what I think about them culturally, spiritually. I'm just ranting right now. I'm talking to myself, really. 
Um, so as you can see, setup's a little bit different today in the podcast studio. Renee Brown still hasn't shown up. Don't understand why. Uh, it's like she quit podcasting. I got a new setup behind me. Uh, just like a nice little poster. Add a little bit of ambiance. You know what I mean? I thought about putting some LED lights all around my head. Get some RGB in it, up in here. But I changed my mind about that. So, hold on. Sometimes I feel like the podcast is greatly aided when I uh, watch stuff or listen to things. But you really, you got to be consistent at just talking and uh, going forward with the few amount of brain cells you can gather in the morning. And for me, when I think about my life, uh, yeah, I feel very blessed. I have a lot of successful friends. Uh, most of them are uh, way more successful than me, which I, makes me super stoked, super happy about that. Um, and so when I think about success, like what, what, what is it? And what is it spiritually? How can you be spiritually successful? Let's talk about that. Let me gather my thoughts on that. Still gathering my thoughts. What is what does it mean to be spiritually successful? Because I know you can be uh, material. Ah, fuck, man. Materially, I got some weird uh, speech impediment. Just so everybody knows, I'm slightly disabled. So if you're going to bring up some ableist ass comments in here and say like I'm, you know, some neurotypical uh, cisgendered male, white, get the fuck out of here. Okay. I'm multiracial. Me. You don't know it, but I am. You don't know it, but I am. Right. Uh, I look neurotypical, but I'm not. Neurodivergent as fuck. Check me out. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Spirituality. And the spirituality of the success of it. How do you attain successful spirituality? I think many ways. Uh, common way is through the vehicle of religion. So if like you can't do it yourself, baby, go join a group. Um, that's probably one of the easiest, fastest ways to... Easiest? Probably not. Fastest ways? Probably not. I just lied. Or didn't lie. I uh, misspoke. Um... Yeah, so if you like religion, that could be a way to achieve spiritual success. And what, man, how can we define spiritual success first? What do I mean by that? Um, if I was to define spiritual success, I'd define it as um, waking up on a consistent basis every day and throughout your day, finding a grounding sense of acceptance or belief or comfort in a and an acknowledgement of a spiritual feeling that inhabits your life and is around you. So like uh for example, you wake up and you look outside, you see the sunrise and you feel grateful you have another day to be alive cuz you're 90 years old. Right? And you feel and you look over and you see your cat sitting on the couch purring and you look at the cat and you love it. And it, may, it brings warmth in you, right? And you're happy the cat's alive. And you're you're happier about to feed the cat some food because the cat likes to eat in the morning. And 
you're kind of nurturing life and you feel like a shepherd. Maybe that's a good definition. Um, spiritual experiences I've had. Um, and do I consider myself spiritually successful? Some days I do. I feel spiritually rich as fuck some days. I'm like, God damn. You take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. I mean, to, to, maybe I do. Right? I think, what does that even mean? Take it in vain. I think take the Lord's name in vain means like, uh, you take it and you use it in a way that the Lord doesn't like. When I say the things I say, like Jesus Christ, oh my God, I'm not actually eliciting the spirit of God. To you, it might sound like I am, but to me, those are words, right, uh, that I actually control the weight and definition of when I use them. And I know words are different for everybody. So like I can use a word and you can use the same word and it's going to be different to you, right? Uh, what's an example? How about uh, obese? Or like, because if you look on some health magazines, right? Some people use that word and it's joined with healthy. So some people think you can be obese and healthy. Yeah, for sure. I think obesity. I think unhealthy. We all got to think what we want about these words, right? Which is kind of postmodernist. I'm not a postmodernist. I just, I mean, it's probably a little bit, am I? Am I a little bit? I don't know. Ooh, ooh! I have no clue. What am I? Philosophically, I have no clue what I am really. Oh, besides, like anarchist, obviously. But God, I'm losing my train of thought, dude. It's early in the morning. Um. Hmm. What are we gonna talk about? We're talking about spiritual success. This is a rough podcast today. My God. So spiritually successful. How do you achieve it? I remember what I was talking about. Um, I think it starts off with an intention of wanting to achieve it. So if you want to be spiritually successful, my first bit of advice, that's not advice because I don't know what I'm talking about exactly, is um, you set out with an intention like uh that you want to be spiritually successful. And I think it's very important you use language that's not in a negative. So I hope nobody out there says or feels these something along the, the lines of, there's no spirit in my life. I wish I had, right? Uh, I don't feel like um, you need to use more affirming sentences I would like more of. Um, I could have a better understanding of my own. So just affirm that you have the spirituality and you want more of it or something along those lines. Don't live in a place of scarcity. I guess that's, you know, the mindset of I don't have it. I don't know if I'll get it. Live in a very affirming uh, place of spirituality and expect it. Uh, here's the other thing I think about spirituality. And something I need to do a way better job at is, so I think the human body 
is an antenna. Or, you know, like how there's little hairs in your ear or whatever, and they detect the vibrations? I think humans are something like that. For spirituality. So, sorry about that. So, what do I think about that? Um, Jesus. I'm trying so hard right now to do this podcast. And it's, it's going well. Better than I could have hoped, actually. It's a great podcast. I'm kicking ass right now. This podcast is going to be one of my best. So, what was I talking about? Scarcity mindset, stuff like that. Um, whoa. You know what I mean? 35 minutes in. It's 8.20. Probably go like 20 more minutes. 10 more minutes. You just got to keep talking. I have no clue what to talk about right now, though. Oh, my God. I, uh, I put suggestions on my Instagram, like, hey guys, what should, we, what should I talk about? Nobody wrote anything, dude. What the heck, you guys? BS. Let me double check. Yeah, so it's hard to give suggestions. I understand that. Um, so, basically, uh, what am I doing? Talking in front of a computer. What for? For practice. Uh, to do nothing. Just like a hobby. You know what I mean? What? What's this going to look like after 100 hours? That's, my, that's probably uh, the most interesting thing right now is creating a piece of art where the skill and practice of it, it's already changed my life. I, I'm waking up earlier every day. So, like, that habit's nice. But I am tired throughout the fucking day, and it pisses me off. Not really. But uh, being tired sucks. And I'm going to bed earlier, so I'm developing some nice habits of it. So there's some things going around my life that, because of the podcasting, this is a little meta talk, uh, are improving. And, you know, don't expect that. Uh, But it's happening. Um, and I'm super stoked. Sometimes you just want to see what it'll look like in the end. Like, what's this podcast going to be? What's it going to become? I don't know, right? But I know it's in the infancy. I know this, hey, you're just getting started. Right? This is going to be uh, the bottom of the barrel of the podcast for sure. It's, what is this podcast? Evolving. Right, and evolving in a Pokemon sense, because when people think of evolution, in the typical sense, they think millions of years, slow, arduous. Uh, that's what they think, typically. But this podcast is evolving like a damn Pokemon, you know, <gasps> something like that. You know what I mean? Relatively speaking. So I think in the next year, how many is it? How many weeks are in the year? 52? The calculator? 
I can do. Let's find out. How many weeks in a year? Ah, 52. I was right. That's a good memory. So what am I going? I do uh, 52 times 3. All the 156 podcasts by the end of the year, which is crazy, right? And what am I? This is podcast five, and I got to push it to 50 minutes or it doesn't count. You know, it got to be 56, 55 minutes. That's the rule, baby. If you ain't talking for close to an hour, you ain't talking. That's my point of view. And technically, this podcast, this is a little bit inside baseball, but uh, we're only, I think, around 33 minutes right now. So, holy shit. It's difficult, baby. And I think a lot of people like to tap out. They like to rely. They get weak in the knees. They want the computer to do something for their mind, right? They say to themselves, how am I going to entertain anybody, let alone myself, without some stimulus, right? You got to be your own stimulus. Uh, That's what I'm trying to do. And on Wednesdays, that's my exception. My Wednesday podcasts are my break. So if you want something a little bit more engaging, wait for Wednesday. Uh, That's when I do kind of like my weird cringe audio visual part of it. And then Friday's morning talk show, Sunday's this. Sunday's rough. Because I'll be honest, man, I stayed up late, later than I wanted. I had a couple adult sodas. I had to wake up early for this because Brene Brown, what the hell? Not coming into work because you got your feelings hurt. Just quit. You know what I mean? Just say, I don't want to podcast anymore. People would respect that. They'd honor it for you. Um, so you, you could have that going for yourself. But you don't right now, Brene. And I think this podcast is really going to grow. I can't wait till I get a guest on episode 100. I'm stoked about that. And I'm hoping like an in-person guest, I would totally settle for maybe a Zoom. And I'm not taking applications anymore. For <laughs> I never was. But uh, if you do have suggestions on like a possible guest, let me know. This podcast is awfully good. It's awfully good, right? And it'll get a lot better. But it takes time. It takes time to talk to yourself. It takes time to think. It takes time to get good at a skill. And I'm not good at this skill quite yet, obviously, man. Maybe I'll do like a live podcast too. Uh, that'd be pretty fun. Uh People want to be educated too sometimes, and I don't want to educate anymore. Don't like teaching. I'm not your research lapdog. And sometimes people want you to make arguments and things. I like my life so free, baby. I don't tell you the research, and you don't tell me the research. I'm just living. Just living. And people want to control you all the time, right? We, we live in a system of control. Absolutely. And it starts with breaking the spirit and conditioning children to obedience in public school. Absolutely. Um, They drill and kill you and they make that mind into mush. 
And a lot of times people don't believe this and it's easy to remove yourself from it if you're like a high school teacher as compared to an elementary teacher who's trying to establish discipline, order, and routine in these kids' lives. All you high school teachers need to be thanking your elementary teachers for teaching most of these kids how to behave. And if these kids aren't behaving, it's likely due to conflicts in their home and also because maybe they had some shitty teachers. And there's a lot of shitty teachers out there. And there's a lot of good teachers out there, and I love them all. Appreciate the teachers I had. Some of them might have psychologically damaged me, though, for sure. Don't blame them. It was their job to do it. You know what I mean? It's, it was their job to make me feel like, I mean, I like them. But some of the teachers just made you feel like you were going to be a wage slave, my dude. And I have only ever been a wage slave. So that's how I feel about using that word. I've never been in a position of privilege, as they say, in a work uh, area. And I've always been in the service industry, providing service to others. Um, and I chose that as well. I chose that experience. I've worked in a factory, baby. I've worked in a factory. A real one. I'm blue collar as fuck. And I believe that uh, in my heart of hearts. Uh, yeah, I'm so blue collar. You know what I mean? Blue collar to the bone. And I think that's nice. So what am I even talking about? I got a little bit of a roll there. But fuck. Uh, I'm talking about. Nothing right now. So tomorrow's a Monday. That's Moon Day. Today's Sunday. Tomorrow's Moon Day. What do I think about the Moon Day? Uh, I think it's sad that a lot of people don't like Mondays. I think if you're Monday, you're the quiet kid in the classroom. Oh, yeah, I was venting about school and how shitty it is. And I, I mean, it's basically babysitting. For parents while they're doing their wage slaving. Because, like, they created this capitalist system. Like, Johnson, what do we do? We can't make the kids work in the factories anymore. And they said this. You know what they said? Let's put them in a building built by guys who make prisons. And that's true. Most schools are designed like a fucking prison. And it's weird to look at. Uh, there's a good school next to me. It's, um, Mountain View High School. The ar architect. He was known for making prisons. <laughs> Who hired that guy? Why did you hire him? He makes prisons. He doesn't make schools. He's really good at creating an environment where people go from uh, room one to room two to room three to room four. And then back to room one. Whatever. He's really good at designing rack mazes. Oh, man. Most schools are depressing. And when I look back at the environment, I was stuck in rooms for hours without a fucking window. Jesus Christ. They break your spirit. And then they like, hey, you get a half hour outside maybe, but eat your lunch real quick. 
piss me off. And it was always shitty lunch. What's the fuck about that? We spent millions on a missile and I'm eating fucking shitty nuggets? That pisses me off. Oh, man. I got real angry. <laughs> no, I just get frustrated, man. The public school system is so fucking trash. And people are mad about CRT, right? Uh, the whole system sucks, everybody. What are you talking about? It fucking sucks from top to bottom. Who cares if CRT's there? Put it there, take it out. Put it there, take it out. Still sucks. The system still sucks. What the fuck are people even talking about when they think about our public schools? Oh, I get real mad about this, man. Because there's people out there defending these shitty fucking systems. Look at West Virginia, probably one of the highest graduation rates, right? Oh, man, why is this state so shitty? They have so many kids graduating high school. So many bright students. Why is this state in such a shitty condition? God, man. Public schools. Why are kids... Here's another thing people don't want to talk about. Why are all the school shooters in special education? Hmm. You know what I mean? Seems a bit odd that we have an industry, a little cottage industry. People don't know this. Of putting pills in little kitties' mouths from the time they're a year old. And this is the thing that grinds my gears about special education. They'll say this. We love you for who you are, Johnny. But because of who you are, we have to change you and give, the, give you this medication. No, no, we love you. We accept your disability. But because of who you are, we got to medicate you. <laughs> we got to change everything about you. We have to numb you, Johnny. No, Johnny, we love you for who you are. We have to numb you. We want you to be like everybody else. We have to put these pills in your little tray and you have to take them. And then we'll put you in this room and then we'll move you to this room. They, that's the thing that grinds my gears about special education. I love it. I love the people who do it and God bless them for doing it. And when I talk about them, I'm more talking about the system that's designed. People follow orders because they've been following orders. Think about this. Your teacher in school never stopped going to school, bud. They're like a soldier for the government. Since the time they were six years old to the time they're teaching you now, if you're listening to this, right? They've been in a school every day, five days a week for their whole life. Summer's off. Summer's off. But probably some of them showed up for summer. And most of these people I'm talking about only work for a year or two. They're quitting now. You don't see the teachers that have been there forever, right? Because they don't want to change diapers in kindergarten anymore. Man. Mm. A public school rant. Special education rant. I went off on that. But it kind of grinds my gears. I got to be honest about that shit. What else am I going to talk about? I'm pissed about school. I'm wearing a shirt. It's a Provo High School too. What, a, what irony. And I, I know I got friends in education and they probably haven't heard some of these thoughts. But I'm saying them. I don't like public school. I don't like anything about it. I think it needs to be completely redesigned. Oh, man. Oh, it's a daycare. 
Okay. Most of these kids can Google these questions they're being given. And the whole system's so fucking outdated. Oh, man. You think about it now. And here's the transition they're going to school. Because kids, when they get home, what are they doing nowadays? They're always on the fucking screen. So what are they doing? These kids are developing screen addictions. So what are the schools doing? Or what are they realizing? Every school's putting a screen in these kids' hands, right? And they're tracking their data. They're giving their data. It's so much control and data collection. And then you know what they do at the end of the year? Ah, testing. They line them up. They test them. They see where they're at. And this is also, I think, a very interesting thing about America. So people don't understand, like... I kind of think of it like as an X-Men movie and as a montage in my head. Every year, America rolls out. Just imagine these teachers pushing these little carts, these tests, right? They're probably on computers now, mostly. But either way, she's pushing these fucking computer carts or papers filled with tests. She's pushing them, pushing them, distributing them all across the country. Now, imagine that image repeated 10 times, 10 times, 10 times. And just all these different examples of the teachers giving out tests. It's a huge fucking net for the government to catch, hey, special little fishies, right? Really bright individuals. Individuals who might change the course of the future. And I, this is a conspiracy part of the podcast. And I'd like to believe there's a special unit in our government that takes all of this data from all of our public schools and finds a couple of these children, looks at their demographic and background, Something happens. Maybe they work for the government their whole life. Like your teacher does, right? And that's a fascinating thing to think about for me is a teacher has spent, let's say they're in college, they graduate at 23. They start teaching. So 23 minus 6. Was it 17? Can't fucking do math this early. For 17 years of their life, they've been doing and will continue to do the same thing every day. Wake up, go into a building, follow a strict set of routines, leave the building and go home. Do work at home from that building called homework. And the fact it's called work at home is crazy. They've conditioned you from the time you were a child Hey, get ready because you're going to do some homework. Work at home, bud. Oh, boy. Grinds my gears. And what do... So, hey, Chance, that's what you're asking. What do you replace the system with? Uh, a better one. And I got I got a great system we can use for education. Exeter Phillips Academy. The Harkness Training Method, right? Let's go with that. And if you're not familiar with that school... And you've made it this far into this podcast. God bless you. Because it got better. Definitely picked up the heat. Because I talked about something I'm passionate about, baby. Education and how shitty it is. And how people are deluding themselves. And thinking CRT's even an issue. It's not, folks. The quality of the teachers in the school system is an issue. Right? CRT's not important. Hey, Special education and what's happening in special education is a crisis. The over-medication of these children is a crisis. Okay? Uh, 
they'll be lucky if they learn anything in class. And I'm surprised. Who gives a fuck if they're teaching CRT? The fact anybody believes that kids are learning in school these days. They keep lowering the fucking standards, right? Man. Anyways, I love my teachers. I love people who, you know, want to fix the system. But guess what, bud? The school system was designed to make wage slaves, to make compliant, obedient citizens who follow directions. Simple as that. No other way around it. Not meant to teach you a great deal of anything. If you want a real education, you can look at schools like Phillips Exeter Academy and see how they teach their students. And you know they're doing it right because you just look at the alumni, right? What's the outcome of the education? That's the most important part. What is the outcome of someone's education? And what has been the outcome of America's high school education for the majority of people? Wage slavery. And nobody seems to understand that, right? There is a better way of teaching. There are schools doing it correctly. You just have to pay $60,000 a year to go to them. Uh, and that's the bracket people need to break. Don't worry about CRT. When you talk about CRT and you even legitimize the discussion that public schools are a good thing, they're a good thing. But not like you think they are. They're good for babysitting your kid because you don't want to watch them for six hours a day. That's what it basically is. Oh, man. Whatever, dude. Okay, this podcast is over. Sorry for ranting. I don't even know. Hey, let me know if you think anything close to my thoughts on public school. If, you, if you're if you a fan of public school, let me know. If you teach in public school, God bless you, let me know. And if you even uh, don't care about anything I said and you just want to say something, let me know. You know what I mean? I might read it. I might not. Who knows? I'm just happy I made the podcast to 56 minutes. And I talked. So proud of myself, man. Hey, to the two or three listeners out there, God bless you all. To the thousands, bro, I slept in. Can't wait to watch it later. Dude, appreciate you showing up, brother. Man, it was a wild one. I, I went on a good rant. It started real slow, dude. It started super slow because I was sleepy, dude. You know why. Uh, I'm going to go out with some music. Uh, probably some spaceship music, um, that I was going to play, you know me, um, I like my spaceship music, Egg, good to see you though, Jay, Jay Fowler, appreciate it, and, um, man, what a wild ride. I need a good song right now. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I think I got it. This is by my boy, Yuri Wong. Hey. Song about you, homie. Yuri Wong. Outro song. Hey, God bless you all.